welcome to our pioneering episodes of Behind a Smile. This is a business podcast series. It focuses on the best business tips straight from the industry leaders in healthcare. To celebrate Oral Health Awareness Month, we have a smashing lineup. And we have today Dr. Eubulus Timothy. So welcome, Dr. Timothy. Thank you very much, uh, Chantal, for inviting me. And uh, hello to everybody. So I want to share with everyone just a little bit about your background. And I'm only going to be able to share a little bit because you have so many accolades. I don't think we can actually fit it onto one show. So you are known to be the dental surgeon. That's almost the aesthetic surgeon. You see the local celebrities. You're a teacher. You are a writer. You are an award-winning filmmaker. Now you describe yourself as a disruptor. You have a market. At least you have a background in marketing. You have a background in journalism, directing, as well as cinematography. So I really am so grateful for you taking the time out to be with us again. I have just a few questions because you know that our audience is here to hear just how did you get to be where you are? And I think you're one of the most inspiring leaders we have. So I'm wanting to know, how do you keep yourself inspired? I just think I have an inquiring mind. I always had, even as a child. I always wanted to know a little bit more. I saw the world very, very differently. You know, I remember as a kid, I thought I was an alien because I thought differently from everybody else and the things I did were different. And, uh, but I had an inquiring mind. I wanted to know more. And what I tried to do is that there's something called axial tilt, which is 24.5 degrees. The axis of the earth is to the North Star that gives us the different uh, seasons, that we have an habitable planet that we can live on. I try to think at 24.5 degrees in everything I do. I want to see it slightly different from everybody else. And I think that's what it is. That's absolutely fascinating. You know, I think that you're a change agent in many ways, and your inspiration is infectious. And you're in this, I think you do a lot of aesthetics we're going to be talking about aesthetics just now, but I want to know from you as being somebody who not only is successful in dentistry, but was able to be success, successful in other industries. I want to know when you don't have that public optimism, when you don't get the award, when you don't get the trophy, and you're trying your very best, how do you keep yourself going? That is the the very essence of what it is to be someone who's always striving in spite of what is happening around you, in spite of the fact that you are not getting where you want to get. And what a lot of people don't realize, I feel like that most of the time. Most of the time I am trying to get where I need to be. And, and I feel sometimes like oh, I, I'm actually, you know, I'm failing at what I'm doing. Uh, you know, maybe it's a little chip on my shoulder that helps me go forward and, and, and reach out. But never give up. Never give up. If you truly, truly believe in something and you truly believe that you need to do something or go somewhere or, or attain something, never give up. Always try. Always try. And, and it's whether you get there or not, it's about the journey. Because sometimes yeah. on that journey, where you are aiming for may lead you to other things or other people and other ideas. So never, ever, you know, let go of, of what you really, truly believe in. Oh, well, well, that's really remarkable. It's, um, it's something that I, I really admire about you is 
I think you've always been very open-handed with your advice to practitioners. And a really important question that I'd, I'd love for you to give us your view on is you've done well with aesthetics, with aesthetics when it wasn't, it's the main industry that it is now. Now, how did you get it to become that? And what sort of advice would you give to people who want to put aesthetics into their general practice and they want to make something out of this now? They want to have this business improve. They want it to be a practice builder. Well, you know, this is it. We forget that as dentists, especially as dentists, we know more about the head and neck than all the other doctors and professions because we have to study it in detail in our, in our in anatomy. So we know it inside out, uh, whereas the doctors have to study the whole body, uh, whereas, and dentists know the details. Um, we tend uh, to stick to the mouth, but we now know we are learning more and more every day that the whole head is related to the mouth. You know, everything in, from the brain to, to the scalp, to the chin, to the neck, to the shoulders, you know, we are now seeing how different things are affecting the, the body from because of what's happening in the mouth. And so aesthetics, you know, is, like I say, you, you are prepared to spend 100,000 rand on new teeth, on a smile. You know, it's like spending a fortune on windows and not worrying about your blinds or your curtains. And the lips are your curtains to the mouth. And so if you beautify the lips, and we understand now, you know, how simple it is. And the one word that everybody, especially healthcare professionals, get very upset with is Botox. Mm -hmm. All it is, is a muscle relaxant. And it is not about having funny lips or things like that. No, that's fillers, uh, silicone or plastic surgery gone bad. You know, uh, Botox is a muscle relaxant. It relaxes the muscle. And so we are able to do certain things with it. And we use it, not only we use it as aesthetics, but use it beyond it. But it can be used. And that's the most important thing. It can be used and without hurting anybody. And it doesn't cost a lot of money to use. You know? And then fillers, you know, it's made of hyaluronic acid. Every single cell of our body has hyaluronic acid. It's a naturally occurring substance in the body. And what fillers do is it augments what is lost. So if there's loss of volume in the face or in the lips or any part of the, the, the neck, we can augment it. But it doesn't mean you have to go overboard. A lot of my patients, in fact, all of my patients, most of them, they, their spouses don't know they come to me. Their friends don't know they come to me because I don't make them look grotesque. I make them look fresh. And younger, you know, one quite well-known person was telling me she was sitting at this women's function and they all were going on about Botox and fillers and threads and all this sort of stuff. And then they turned to her and said, ah, but you don't have to worry. You just look good. You know, and she smiled and she said, I don't know how I can help you because nobody knows I come to you. And that's the thing. You know, that's a huge compliment when nobody knows and yet they look good and they look fresh. and. I don't like to use the word younger, but it's looking fresher. And that's mm -hmm. what it is. People say, oh, wow, you look good. What's happening? You know, And they don't know. I run a eight CPD point hands-on workshop for introduction to facial aesthetics and where we do fillers, threads, Botox, PRP. 
and we introduce the doctors to aesthetics and they get to inject during my workshop. They will inject. And so the biggest problem I think most doctors have is that they're scared to stick the needle in the face. They can stick a needle in the mouth. They don't have a problem. As soon as it comes to the face, oh my goodness, they have the fear. And so the aesthetic, the, the workshop I do is that is I take them on a journey of understanding what it is. I spend a lot of time with anatomy. I used to do an anatomy workshop before, but we can't have cadavers anymore. It's very difficult. You have to know the anatomy of the face. You have to know where everything is. And, and you have to know it in, in depth and in detail. And when you do know the anatomy and you do know how to use a needle, how to hold the needle, it's not the same as you injecting. You need, like, almost like, a, like you're writing, like a pen. It's how you use your needle and how you get to it. And your needle is always away from the face. So, in, you know, you don't inject this way. You inject at an angle. You separate the muscle that you're working on. You know, also when you're working on, on bone, if you're putting fuller on bone or you're putting filler in the lips, you've got to understand it. There's a lot of blood vessels. There's a, there's a lot of uh, possibilities that can have bleeders, you know. And the fact that we stick so many needles into our patients' faces and they don't bleed that often, it's quite amazing because the face is full of blood vessels. Yeah, it does sound like that you need to be an artist as well as a scientist to be good at it. What I really admire is that anyone that's really good at what they do, they've been so successful with it, they often spend a large number of hours perfecting the art and perfecting the science. So just knowing enough behind it before you even try it is something that is definitely one of the, the tips that have repetitively come up yeah. in the series is that everyone says, you've got to just do the hours. You've got to do yeah. the hours for, before you get there. Now, there have to be challenges. And I'd love to hear, how do you overcome these challenges? Well, you know, there's grades of challenges, you know. First and foremost, when if you're doing aesthetics, you know, always trying to keep up with what's happening, making sure that you are within the boundaries of what is safe because you can do damage if you don't know what you're doing. Like anything, you know, I mean, same in dentistry, you can do damage. So you've got to always remember that. And then you work towards it and always as though I'm doing it for the first time. Never mind how many times I do it. I always have that little edge that something can go wrong. There's a little bit of not fear, but just being cautious. Every time, and I do it whether it's in dentistry or whether it's in aesthetic. So you always, you never let your guard down. You know, oh, I, I've been extracting for so long. I can do it with my eyes closed. Mm, yes, you can. You know, we inject the inferior alveolar nerve basically without any vision, you know. And yet it's such a complicated injection going past so many structures, important structures and dangerous structures. And yet we do it. So if we can do that, we can do almost anything. But always yeah. remember that, you know, you can go. Then also from the point of view, in, 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 from a personal point of view in, in your practice, Sometimes the practice is not doing it the way it should be doing, the way you want it to do. And then you feel, oh, am I, am I the failure? Am I getting it wrong? Oh, I did something wrong. You know, it, it's, it's human nature. And so, you know, you rise above that. You know, yes, we are living in difficult times. You know, yes, 
there isn't enough money to go around. People are wary. We just came out of a pandemic. We shut our world down for three years. Never heard of. Unbelievable. Never in the history of the world. Yet we, as a race, as human beings, overcame. We overcame this and we managed to get through it. We lost a lot of people along the way. Millions died. A lot of our co-workers died. And um, we overcame. And so we can overcome whatever happens, you know. So let's talk about overcoming because, you know, we've known that there's been some, some major incidents in your life, just health incidents that you've had to overcome. And I'd love to hear your journey around how that has impacted the way you do dentistry or the way you, you do business, or the way you do your cinematography. How has that impacted you? Yeah, you know, it's very strange. Uh, most, um, you know, I, I'm relatively fit. I don't have any predisposing factors, no sugar or diabetes, I, I mean, or, or blood pressure or anything like that. I'm, you know, I hardly eat candy and things like that. I go to the I gym quite regularly, eat healthily, maybe a little bit overweight, but, you know, we all are. And um, and then uh, one day I, I actually fell down in for four. 25 in the morning on a Saturday on the 22nd of October 20, uh, 2016. And uh, I passed out and I knew I was going to die. I I saw the, the, the so-called light, the white mist coming in. I prayed and I shouted and I passed out. And, uh, and next minute they were getting me up and went to hospital and I my BP was 29. I actually had a heart attack. And uh, I knew something was wrong, and they found out. You know, I actually had died. The reason I live is I've got collateral perfusion, so I have a natural bypass. It was an amazing journey. I cannot tell you the peace that you find at that space. And I try to go back. You know, when you're upset sometimes to get into that space, but you can't. You know, because you may never go back. So. You know, and then of course, uh, and that was one thing. And so, and then of course, being the way I am, you know, I'm always on the move, always jumping up and down, doing things. And was at ICC for an event, and I jumped over a wall and fell down hit my head. And you know, I ended up in hospital. I drove to the hospital because I couldn't find anybody to take me. Soaking, and then uh, they found out that uh, a huge crack at the back. Everything was intact uh, in the brain when they did a scan. But they did tell me that I had uh, arachnoid cyst. And that means my brain is one-third smaller than your brain in relation to your skull. So there's quite a lot of space on top. And so a couple of months later, I started getting severe headaches here on the left side. Then, of course, knowing, understanding, because I had arachnoid cyst, I did not self-medicate. And this is what we do. We self-medicate. We are very good at that. And and so that's what the problem is. And lucky I went in and then they drained the huge uh, hematoma from behind the eye to the occipital area. Uh, and so they drained it and it was pushing on the midline. So I could have fallen down dead any time. So. This is amazing. I think that, you know, we were laughing about it and we're talking about walking on water. And I really do feel that there are these episodes in life they're iconic episodes. There's these moments in time 
where it's almost close to death moments that make you more aware of how good life is. Mm. Has this happened to you? And do you see any differences in the way you would do something or the way you practice or the way you'd treat a patient? And, you know, has any of that changed since? Yes. I mean, you understand how much life is worth. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, I mean, I had to reach out to a patient today who was very, very low, extremely low, you know, and I had to reach out. And we dentists do a lot of counseling. We don't realize it when we are, we are talking. And these uh, incidents have made me appreciate what I have and what I can do and that every day could be the last day of my life. And am I living it to the fullest? Because if I said today is the last day of your life, you want to live it to the fullest. That's how I live my life now. Every day is the last day and I live it to the best of my ability. I try to make it as though if I die today, it's okay. I think I have to share with the, the listeners that you, you currently are going to go and have another op, but you insisted to get our interview done first. It's really a testimony of you live by those rules that every single day matters, every single moment. You're humble. I, it's a humbling moment when you get to even hear from someone like that. Uh, because, you know, uh, like I think, you know, you mentioned about, I believe that we can walk on water. I believe that you can. And when you do, you know, it means that you're not looking down. You're looking up. You're looking forward. You know, it is not about the past uh, and because sometimes we get bogged down by our past, you know, and we tend to forget. We, if we don't look to the future, we cannot define our, our present. And that's what it is. It, when you look forward, you walk on water. Everything else doesn't matter. And you have that ability to overcome and to be the best you can be. You know, I want to know from you, just from this amazing mind of yours, I'd love to know, where do you see dentistry? Where do you think dentistry is going in the next five years? There's so much happening. A lot of good things, a lot of exciting things, a lot of different things. You know, AI is changing it, uh, changing the world. But there's certain things I feel right now, in, when it comes to dentistry, we still have that edge over robots and, and being animated. Uh, yes, you know, we have more fancy cameras and we have more fancy equipment and, and I think lasers and things that are going to play a more bigger role going forward as we developing it. And I think the technology is where everything is going to be. Um, we're living in a time where we don't know. We are standing on a new place where technology and AI and machine learning and all this sort of stuff is new but it can take us forward. There's good things and there's bad things. You know, I'm always looking at being in the forefront of trying new things and new ideas and new concepts. Uh, but this is the first time I also have a little bit of apprehension because we really don't know. Yes, we can put, to give an example, is that we can put guidelines of how the machine should be and how a machine should learn. And then the what the machine may then decide to do, okay, I can't kill human beings and I can't do this and I can't do that, but I can get it, but I need a bit more power. So where can I get the power from? Oh, there's a hospital next door to me. I'll steal the power from the hospital. Suddenly now the hospital is struggling. 
you know so we don't know how it will work and how what will happen and how the future will go but we are in an exciting time it's so so different you know from any other time yeah i think that it's a very futuristic way forward so you know i end the show always sort of quick success tips call them one word wonders or one um, sentence that you can just give us a tip in but ask really quick questions and we're just wanting you to give us an immediate answer whatever comes into your mind what is your daily stress reliever i think just being able to sit and spend time and breathe and being able to make time for myself you got to make time for you if you don't you are in trouble and it's not yeah. sitting watching television which we all do as but actually spending time for you go learn an instrument learn to paint learn to do something different learn to make your your neurons fire new neurons fire in a different way we need the change i also say beside walking on water is to learn to fall backward when you fall backward you're not waiting for somebody to catch you but you learn to fly because then you look up and you do not see the earth you see don't see what's underneath you and you learn to fly and so that's the most important thing another thing it's okay to lament if it's okay to feel sad and to share that sadness inside you so lamenting is also good and and sometimes we forget to do that you know we're so caught up in everything we do so lament learn to fly fall backward and walk on water okay so you're doing a lot eh, for stress relief on a daily basis i'm wanting to know from you what is the worst business advice that you actually did take boss i don't have any really bad business advice you know that i took but also the other thing is that when people do give you advice it's your option to listen to it whether you accept it or not and you don't have to but i can't think of anything that i've actually done that i, I regret you know even things that didn't work out uh, whether it was my choice or somebody else you know influenced me in making that choice it is about that journey and i always look at it from that way and yes you know i have the option to lament about it where do you see yourself in 5 years time still working cannot think about retirement um i think they will carry me out yeah because the thing is that what do you do and i've seen this is this is something else that we got to worry about is that i've seen it with some of my patients who were teachers before covid you know they were thinking about going into early retirement because they were offered packages at from schools and many of them are disillusioned with teaching and so they took the option and then i saw them after covid and they had changed they have they become withdrawn it, it they're switching off you know and a lot of the time people who had good lives and then suddenly they retire and they have no value the children their children and this is the thing i say to kids or to do not micromanage your parents in love because sometimes they just need to be free you know i'm very blessed my parents are totally 88 and 86 and totally self sufficient they don't need me for anything except to be there and love them you know that's it do not micromanage your parents because then you will be micromanaged and you don't understand as you get do not let yourself get into a place where you just vegetate and going to work every day and doing the same thing without rethinking and trying to 
can also make you vegetate. I know you have many accolades, but what are you most proud of? It's the one that the Itequeni Film City gave me as the best filmmaker. You know, first ever award in that category. And they gave it to me. And it's always, you know, to be recognized at home. You know, I, I did win the first award that I won in for, for movies was in, in Hollywood, the Hartley Medal Screenwriting Award. And uh, it was at the, the Academy, you know, with the big, huge Oscar standing behind me uh, when I got the award. And uh, Irv Kushner, who directed The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, I mean, he gave me the award, you know. And, um, but it was not, I mean, it was at that time, oh, wow. But then when you come here and then you win an award from your own city, uh, I think that was more inspirational for me and more meaningful. Well, I thank you for your time. We're celebrating some of the best of the best in SA, in, health, in the health industry, and you are one of them. You are in that line, and we're watching you. So where can we get hold of you? What are your URL details where if anyone wants to know and touch base with you, how can they get hold of you? Google me, my name, and then you know my contact details are all there, and my Facebook page is Eubulus Timothy. That's the handle uh, at Eubulus Timothy. Or Instagram is at Eubulus Timothy. Twitter is at Eubulus Timothy. So uh, having an unusual name is, is is easy. So, you know, TikTok, whatever. So you can just the social media platforms or you Google me or my website is eubulus.com and also doc Timothy as in doc timothy.com as well. And I, I'm in Musgrave, Durban. But it's, it's easy. I know that your new movie is coming out. Can we know when? Well, if you have been following uh, like East Coast Radio, they've been very supportive of me and of the project. And so ever so often it comes up, you know, when, when I am, you know, something important to say. We are in post-production now. We finish shoot the movie, post-production. It takes a long time for post-production because we're doing it slowly and, you know, putting it together and... Uh, it may be towards the end of the year or early next year. So we don't quite rush that part of it. We want to just thank you. And we hope that you're going to shed some more light with us a little bit later on. So thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. Bye. I've covered starting up and how to turn your vision into a business. And in our future episodes, we look at leadership. We look at multi-practice success. Now, I'm grateful for you and I would love to hear your ideas. What questions do you need answered? Please drop me a mail at behindasmile2 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, you are heard. You are seen. And on this platform, you are invited. Let's make it happen together. Mm-hmm.